Welcome to the best things in life podcast with Kevin Hamoki. And uh, welcome to uh, another episode of the Best Things in Life podcast uh, with me, Kevin Hamoki. Uh, the way this podcast works is that uh, I pretty much determine what the best is in any given topic. Today, it's about uh, the best winter beater, um, but tomorrow could be about the best uh, type of uh, uh, egg, you know, whether it's a chocolate egg or, or a chicken egg or ostrich egg. Uh, that's how this podcast works. I, I, I pick random topics, uh, do a bit of research, do a bit of little Googling, a little bit of self-experience. And, uh, I tell you what the best is so that you don't have to, and that you can go and live your best life. Uh, if you've made it this far, uh, thank you for checking out the channel, whether it's on YouTube, uh, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Um, don't forget to like comment and subscribe. There's buttons all over the place. I know it's really hard to do liking and subscribing these days because, a lot of people ask for it, but you know what, man? Every every little like, every little button fills my uh, self-esteem and prevents me from going down a deep dive in dark hole. So uh, you're saving a life. You're saving a life. No, I'm just joking. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. I, I see you. I see you when you like or comment and subscribe. It's cool, but I, I don't let it uh, affect my uh, outcomes. Uh, I had a Twitter war today with some dude, and it was weird because I was like, I didn't know if it was a Russian bot or not. But anyways, let's get into uh, the best winter beater. I wanted to talk about this subject today because it is December. I think it's the 7th or 8th or whatever. And uh, even though there's not snow where I'm in, Toronto, there's not as much snow. It is around. As uh, Ned Stark once said, winter is coming. And uh, it's around. It's coming. Unless it's not because of a uh, global... Uh, War, I, I, wait, I think you're not supposed to call it global warming in sports, but it's supposed to be called climate change. Yeah, I know there's there's different uh, where uh, we're supposed to change titles on things now. Um, like Elliot Page. Congrats to Elliot Page, who used to be Ellen Page. Um, if you know about that, that's in the news. I don't I don't know the full details of that, but it's 2020. You can you can change yourself. New year, new you. And if not, you're probably going to die from coronavirus. So welcome to the future. Um, but yeah, let's uh, I want to talk about winter beaters because, um, you know, a, a lot of us, even though we're not not too many people are working anymore and but things are closed down. One of the one of the last one of the last um, freedoms, I guess you could say that we have one of the last things we can do is go to places Maybe not necessarily in places, but we can go to places, go to parks. Uh, but one of my favorite things to do is just go for a nice long ride or go go somewhere where not too many people are. And the only way to get there is by said car. Uh, and uh, in the wintertime, it's, it's difficult, right? I mean, you know, winter driving is a bitch for some. It's not for me because I'm a professional uh, driver 
uh, could have made it to NASCAR, possibly even F1, but uh, decided to get into podcasting instead. Um, all true stories. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, cars that are good for driving in winter. Some of you maybe have them. Some of you are thinking about them. Uh, I don't know. L- l- let me know w- w- what you drive. I'm always interested in what uh, people are driving. I, uh, I, um, in a way, I, I judge people by, by not only how they drive, because I, I, I see a lot of it. I, I, you know, I can tell if you're an idiot or not just by, by the way. Like for instance, indicator lights, people. Indicator lights. Like if you don't use them, your, your special needs. No, I don't know if you're allowed to say it anymore. I didn't want to say the R word, but you're, you're, uh, you're some kind of uh, um, mongoloid. That's what you are if you don't use indicator lights. But yeah, you can tell a lot. You can tell a lot about a person by their by the vehicle and by the type of of a car they drive, but also by how they keep and uh, maintain that vehicle, right? You know, um, you know, like like for instance, let's, let's just go through a, a random list of cars that I've seen and that I can tell about a person. Um, let's see. Uh, the most common, the Honda Civic. Uh, the Honda Civic means you are probably Asian or South Asian. Uh, you, uh, want a good deal. You are, you're about the good deal because they have good deals and, uh, you, you don't really, you, you don't really know how to drive. You just kind of go with the flow and pray and hope for the best. That's, that's, that's what a Honda Civic driver is. Um, let's see what else, uh, pickup truck. Uh, let's get specific. Uh, F-150, a Ford F-150. Uh, you're a good dude. You know, you're a hardworking dude. You go from A to B. Uh, you get the job done, or you're a poser. Two two ways. You're you're, you're either a hardworking guy gets the job done, c- comes in, you know, puts food on the table. You're that kind of guy, or you're you're a fake. And here's another one. Uh, if you lift your truck, if you lift, if you put bigger wheels on your truck, you your dick is very big. You have a very big dick. Um, louder the louder your engine is, the bigger your dick is. See, I have a very, uh, I have a, a, a V6 Mustang, uh, but it, it has a, uh, it's my daily driver, so go fuck off if you're about that V8 life. Uh, I, I have a V6 Mustang, but it has a, a exhaust tip. Very loud, very loud, because I want people to get away from me when I'm on the road. I want them to be like, oh, what the fuck is that? And then just get the way out of my lane. Move, bitch, get out of the way. That's exactly what my, my car says. Um, let's see, other cars and what they say about you. Um, uh, let's see, Jeeps, you're about that ex- uh, outdoor life, you're about that exploration, you're about, uh, you know, uh, getting out there, getting out there in the wilderness, probably hunt, probably fish, you know, um, a Prius, okay, a Prius basically says, I am, I care about the environment, um, but I also want people to know I care about the environment, and I, I'm also into eating. I, I don't eat meat. Um, I'm a very, I'm a bit of a cuck. I'm a bit of a cuck. And um, uh, I, I, I want people to know that I'm a cuck. Because if, if, I, if I really wanted to get an environmental car, I could have just gotten like, you know, a Chevy Volt or, or even a Tesla. But no, 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 no. I want, I want to be, I want people to know that I'm a cuck. So uh, that's what a Prius, that's what a Prius is. Toyota Priuses. 
what else? Another car. BMW. If you drive a BMW, especially a white BMW, and you don't indicate in traffic like a lot of you do, um, you are a entitled rich Asian. That's that, that that's a uh, you are you are the the highborn the highborn of the Asians, and that's uh, that that's that's usually how it is. What else? Um, oh, if you drive a Mercedes, you drive a Mercedes. There's two ways to go about it. You're either a rapper, you're either a rapper or or, or a struggling rapper, and you're just trying to get in the game. But you got you got to flex, so you get yourself like a nice E. I think an E46. No, is or is that is that BMW? My bad. Uh, no, no, you get yourself a nice. Uh, uh, fuck, I don't even. No, you can't get the AMG. You can't afford that shit. C class, I believe it's a C class. Uh, that, that 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 that's uh, not the gall wings. You obviously can't afford a gall wing. But yeah, you're probably a rapper. Um, what else? Let's see. We got the Mazda three. You pretty much you just you you're not about that. Uh, com- uh, you're not about that. Uh, you're not about that conformity life because you could have easily gotten a Civic. You're like, ooh, I want to be a little bit on the wild side. So let's get a Mazda. Room, zoom, zoom. You know, uh, and then uh, what else? What other cars are there? What, what what do most people drive? Minivan. Um, pretty much you're a family man that uh, or person or soccer mom. You've kind of given up on life. Um, I'm in the middle of a park right now, and I got this weird guy. No, I'm actually in the middle of a parking lot. Like it's an empty fucking parking lot, and he's just he's walking towards me. So let's see. Let's see where this goes. This guy probably drives uh, a Prius. He's a cuck. And he's like, oh, I want to save even more energy and uh, and not drive. Not drive. I'm going to walk places. I'm going to walk in the middle of a fucking empty parking lot, you know, and that that's what I'm going to do. So, yeah, he's, he's just right now literally in front of my car. So I'm just going to just going to walk. He's a he's a bit of a cuck. I can tell. I can tell just from that from that walk he's doing. He is a cuck, you know. Move along, cuck. There we go. There we go. He's he's passed. He's uh he's now thinking about getting back in his Prius. So, anyways, that that you 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 can tell a lot about a person by by the the the, the type of car they have based on the decisions they make. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, you know, wealth comes into it, status. You know, look, a car can be either something that gets you from A to B, or it could be something that, you know, you, you feel pride in, or it could be something that maybe, maybe you're into street racing like myself. And uh, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not about that life. Uh, but, you know, a car is is even though even though, you know, you get you get a lot of these cars stock, there's things you can do to them. A lot of people put like these stickers on them, like those family stickers. Like, uh, you know, like the ones that like, oh, I have a wife, kid, dog or whatever. Right. And if one of the kids die, you take the sticker off. Right. You know, there's there's the there's these things or you could put like people put like, I don't know, like like the fish because you're into Jesus. And you think that if you put a fish sticker on your Honda Civic, you're, you're going to not get into a crash. Well, guess what? You probably can. So, uh, yeah, there, there there's things that you can customize, make it your own. At the end of the day, a car is going to be with you, you know, maybe maybe five, five, maybe 20 years, depending on how well you take it. That's another thing, too. I see people like have cars and they just don't give a fuck about it. It's a dude. As much as they say it's a machine, a car is can be a, a uh, an ally. I'm not going to call it a person, but it can be a it could be. It's the modern day horse. OK, back in the Western, you had a horse. Now you got a horse and there's still a bit of maintenance. There's still a bit of care. 
there, you should be able to look at your car and be like, yeah, you know what? I, you know, I, I take care of it. It takes care of me, you know, but no, people don't. They just get from me and people don't even drive anymore. Most people are now Ubering. The next generation is Uber. There's going to be self-driving cars. So the art of driving is, uh, is going to be dead soon. So, uh, yeah. In the meantime, Let's talk about the cars that you can drive in the winter, uh, winter beaters. So I didn't, I didn't want to talk about, I didn't want to talk about, uh, what do you call, uh, cars like, like the, the best winter car, because dude, you I mean, you throw money on that. You could get yourself like a nice fuck. What would I get if money was not an option? I'd get myself a nice fucking like big fucking like a Toyota, no, a Toyota, yeah, maybe, maybe a Toyota 4Runner, right? Like, like a big SUV, but with lifted wheels, because, you know, bigger dick, lifted wheels, and just fucking, and maybe even like one of those, uh, you know, when you go underwater, they have these exhaust fucking, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on what they're called now, but, but basically I would fucking Armageddon that bitch up, that would be like a fucking utility like we're talking like a, I basically would make a Batmobile out of a, a Toyota 4Runner, you know, if that was thing. But I, I wanted to talk about beaters. Now, what qualifies as a beater? What makes a winter beater? What makes a beater car in general? Doesn't have to be just wintertime. A beater car obviously has to be cheap, cheap, has to be cheap. It, it, it has to be something that you don't spend too much money on, something that, you know, you, you, uh, you, you know, you, you. Maybe you save up that you're, you know, you don't really have to think too much about it. Uh, I, I personally, uh, I picked, so the vehicles that I picked were all going to be in and around five grand. You can get, I've heard of stories of people getting beaters from, you know, family members where you can get like a beater for less than a grand, you know, like a, like a 98 Civic or whatever, or, or something like that. But I wanted to stay in and around that five, 5,000 range. Um, because, uh, at the same time, you don't want to get a shit box. See, there's a difference between a winter or a, a beater and a shit box. A shit box is just going to basically, you buy it for whatever price you get it, and it just gives you problems. It, it will maybe it'll get you from A to B, but it just gives you problems. So I wanted, I wanted to pick, I wanted to pick, uh, you know, a, a vehicle that 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 uh, is going to have reliability, but it's it's dirt cheap. Um, again. Under five grand, roughly in a, in and around that range. Um, so another another factor that makes a winter beater is uh, fuel economy. At the end of the day, this is not a car that you want to be take, taking to the track or you want to be ripping up the streets or cruising. You know, it's something that uh, that maybe gets you from A to B, gets you to work or whatever. And uh, you know, the fuel economy is important to it. You want it to, you know. If you're going to be on those winter roads, you're probably going to be stuck in traffic a little bit wrong, longer. You're going to be in places longer, and you don't want to be burning that precious uh, liquid uh, fuel known as gasoline. Um, another thing is uh, a good winter beater is going to have a little bit of power, going to have a little kick to it. So uh, the engine, engine horsepower, right? Look, I'm all about horsepower, man. You know, and, and there's efficiency of horsepower, right? Like you can have yourself like a, a small two-liter engine. But if it produces like two, three, or, or sorry, if you give yourself like a like 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 let's say an I four, uh, a four four liter engine, not four liter, uh, fucking piston, four piston engine, 
right? So there's four, four little things that if you don't know about engines, it's going to bore you. But basically, if you get yourself a small engine but produces a shitload of horsepower, that's an efficient engine. Whereas if you get yourself like a big V8, right, and it only produces X amount, right, and it's a heavy vehicle, it's it's not really an efficient vehicle, right? You know, like a Mustang is. Um, I, I'd beg to differ, though. I've, I've gotten pretty good mileage out of my. That's why I went with the V6, okay? Because it was a daily driver, and I wanted to, I wanted to still have a bit of balls, but at the same time, be responsible, okay? This is see, this car represents me. I, I, I want, I have balls, but I'm a little bit responsible, okay? And I like a little bit of flair, like an exhaust tip, and uh, I'm always back in black. Black is my favorite uh, color or shade. I guess you call it a shade, right? Um, but yeah, what else do we have? Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, drivetrain, right? So drivetrain, this is an important factor for winter beaters in particular. You want, uh, now definition of a drivetrain is the type of uh, how many wheels the vehicle uses, right? Whether it's a uh, front wheel drive. So front wheel drive means that the wheels are only, ter- the, the front wheels are the only one that have power to them, that, that are the ones that are actually turning, right? Um, they're great. They're great for wintertime because they pull the vehicle rather than push. And in terms of like control, you're going to be able to like get more traction out of them instead of, you know, pushing all the weight. It, it, it's science. It's going to be a little bit of understeer with that. So, so, so like basically like, like you'll have control, but if you go off, it's going to be a bit of a bitch. Then you have rear wheel drive, which are most cars, which is like my car. And uh, those, those are going to give you more like uh, those are the two back wheels only that have power. And those ones are, are, are they're, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. I'm just going to break it down for you. If you're new to driving, if you're new to driving, front wheel drive might be better for you because it's it's more basically the turning and the power is all done at the front. So you can actually basically you're closer to that. So it feels like, oh, I'm turning there. I can go there. If you have a real wheel, rear wheel ca- drive car and you gas it and you floor it, um, you're you're, you're going to spin. You're going to you're going to you're. Because the front isn't turning, the back is going to turn sideways and all that stuff, and you might you might lose a little bit of control. But if you learn, if you go into a parking lot and maybe take a couple hours and just learn how to control the drift, control the the, the steering, you can get away with it, right? So those are the difference between those two. And then you got yourself an all-wheel drive where, where basically every single wheel has independent power. So what I'm saying by that is that let's say you're driving all of a sudden the right side has more ice that's going to spin a little bit more and then the left is going to spin a little less so it keeps you you know controlled or all that stuff or maybe you're in a ditch and and you know like your other wheels are going to sp- the other one in the back is not spinning cuz it has no contact but the ones in the front are do- so basically what I'm saying is all wheel drive is just going to give you better overall traction and stick you to the road a lot better and then you have the four by fours. Now the four by fours, uh, oh, the four by four basically means that every wheel moves together at the same time. So here's the difference between all wheel. All wheel means every single wheel has their own independent steering, which means the front wheel could be turning faster than the back wheel, right? Again, to, to give you control depending on the situation. Four by four means it's all four going to be 
turning at the same time. So a lot of trucks like this, a lot of the old school vehicles, there's a lot of times that you can turn them off and on or whatever when it comes to the four by fours. But yeah, pretty much it, it again, it's going to it's going to give you more traction and more control and more torque and more power. So, yeah, those are those are the drivetrains. So basically, uh, I mean, the options that I gave you will have a variety of these. Again, it's going to come down to personal comfort and to what you personally like and what your your drive level, your drive, your driving skills. Right. So. Yeah, man, let's let's dig in to the best uh, winter beater. Uh, the way I'm going to be going about it is I'm going to be basically going through uh, 10 options. Uh, I'm going to be talking about the fuel economy in these vehicles, uh, the horsepower, how much, how much, you know, whether it's an efficient engine or not. And then uh, I'll tell you about the drivetrain and then just my overall opinion about the vehicle. And then eventually at the end, I'm going to decide these are all great vehicles or winter beaters. I've driven one, two, three, four, five. I've driven five of these vehicles. Yeah, I've driven five of these vehicles. And uh, I can I can tell you, you know, I'll give you a bit of a personal experience, give you a bit of a decision maker. And then, uh, yeah, go out there and uh, have fun in the winter wonderland known as December. So let's dig into the first vehicle. The first vehicle I'm talking about is the most popular that you guys probably know. I'm talking about the Honda Civic DX. It's a sedan. So uh, another thing is I'm going to be roughly going with the vehicles. The stats and all the information are going to be. Uh, 2010 versions of these vehicles right so i tried because I, again i didn't want to i'm not going to get you a beater is not a new car i think five is like in and around of a new used car but a 10-year vehicle is if you can find one at a low mileage but still working can be a wonderful beater so i i went with the 2010 models uh in terms of stats i looked up the prices for most of these they're in and around that 5,000 range so they're going to be they're going to be uh cheap uh, if if uh, if you are if, if you do want that beater, um, so yeah. Li- again, the stats are going to be 2010. Again, if you want to go into the newer versions, they're probably just bump up those numbers by like 10, 20, right? Every year you get you, you they squeeze out a little bit more efficiency or they change a couple of things or whatever. So, anyways, the first car is the Honda Civic DX sedan. Uh, this one, the fuel fuel economy, you're looking at about uh, 26. In the city, miles per gallon, and then 36 miles per gallon in, in, in on the highway. So for those that don't know, uh, there is a difference between city driving and highway driving. In the city, you need a lot of stop and go, a lot of idling, uh, and all that stuff. It's, so it's going to basically bite down on more fuel usage. Whereas on the highway, you're just cruising. You're just cruising. So uh, yeah, that, that's why you'll get a little bit more. So I'm going to be do city and highway drive. So the, that, they, that way you can decide whether this is a city vehicle for you or a highway vehicle. So yeah, the Honda Civic, 26 in the city, uh, 36 in the uh, highway. Uh, Horsepower-wise, I mean, the engine, you're looking at about 140 uh, horsepower. It's a 1.8 liter I-4, which means it's an inline engine. I believe there's an efficiency to that. I think it's gravity works better with with an I. I know German vehicles have that. Um, takes regular gas, so that's another thing. Uh, there's a difference in gas, regular gas. I like regular gas, gets the job done. Premium burns a little bit slower, so 
depending on the vehicle you get. But uh, yeah, uh, regular glass, gas. And uh, the drivetrain, you're looking at a front-wheel drive. A lot of Civics are front-wheel drive. So, I know. I mean, I know you can get them in four four-wheelers. I know... What's it called? Because uh, I've always wondered, like I've seen like a lot of street racers use them and I've never seen them drift. So I don't know if they, that's obviously just custom work they've done. Um, I've never seen a real, real Civic, but they probably exist. But yeah, uh, this one is a front wheel drive, so it's going to give you more traction in the wintertime. It's going to pull you along and all that stuff. Um, I think I think I, I mean I listen as much as I, I I rip on the Civic guys. You got to get into day they 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 are the fuck they are the Honda Civic of they they're they're basically uh, they get the job done. They're reliable vehicles. They're always a good deal on them. They are, they are a bit higher now because of the, the on in terms of uh, theft because uh, you know a lot of people like them and they're easy to resell and all that stuff because everybody has them. Right. So, uh, you know, the Civic is, is, is uh, something to consider um, in terms of the best. But it, it, listen, if you want a reliable car, a Civic's going to get you there. I know guys that have them that are like 10, 15 years old and they still get job data done. Low maintenance fees on these guys. They're good cars. The next one is what I think is a little bit more of a spicier version of a Honda Civic. I am talking about the uh, Mazda 3. Right. Um, now the Mazda three uh, can come back, come in as a hatchback or as a four door sedan, depending on your on your own personal preferences. Um, I, I prefer hatchback. Hatchback's a little a little bit more cooler. I think you could put like a nice little spoiler, a little couple of uh, you know the uh, if you guys know the uh, that thing, the uh, two in the pink, one in the stink, the shocker, shocker, shocker sticker. If you put a shocker sticker in uh, in, in them. On on them, they'll be uh, they'll be good, uh, but yeah, the Mazda three uh, fuel economy wise, you're looking at uh, twenty five city, thirty three highway, uh, hor- uh, engine you're looking at one hundred forty four, it's a little bit more, one hundred forty four house po- horsepower, two liter engine, and it's an I four regular gas. So yeah, again, pretty much just a little bit more kick than the Honda Civic. Um, obviously, the Civic has better fuel economy. Uh, and it's it's also a front wheel drive as well. So again, similar situation with the Honda Civic. It's going to be pulling you a front and uh, going that way. And then uh, the next one we have is a little bit of a boring car, but it, again, it gets the job done. It's the Ford Fusion Sport. So this can come in a hybrid version, but the Ford Fusion Sport um, is a, is a four door sedan. Um, the fuel economy is, uh, you're looking at 17 city highway 24 and, uh, but the en- uh, engine is a 3.5 liter V6. So a little bit more power, a little bit more kick, a little bit more torque. And you're looking at a 263 horsepower and it's also an all wheel drive. So all, all, all wheels have power, have independent power. It's going to give you great traction. I got a friend who owns one. It's been kicking for almost decades and uh, yeah, I, I think it's um, the Ford Fusion again. It's a it's a it's, it's a boring four door car. It's not it's it's not gonna spice the world up like the Spice Girls. It's just it's just a it's just a reliable car. But the fact that it's all wheel drive, it's also uh, fairly fairly cheap. It's economical. 
you know, listen, man, Ford, uh, they've, listen, they've been in the game for so long. They've tried things, you know, their staples are trucks, the Mustang. Uh, but I, you know, from time to time they do, they do push technology. And I know there's a hybrid version in that as well. So if you can get that, that's even going to get better, uh, fuel economy as well. So that's something to consider in terms of, uh, if you're going to go into a four door sedan. So the next vehicle is I wanted to throw this option originally. I, I, cause I was like, you know, beaters and all that stuff. I threw in this option because maybe you can't afford it. Maybe you do want a bit of pizzazz. Maybe, you know, again, this might be a little bit, a little bit over because some of them are about six. This might be a little bit higher in the budget. And this could, this could easily be just your daily driver. Like you don't even need a winter, winter beater, but I wanted to throw in this vehicle because, uh, it's, uh, it, it, it's that line of like meeting luxury, but with also a beater. And I'm talking about an Infinity G37X. So the Infinity, which is basically the higher version of a Nissan. It's the the, the premium line. Uh, the fuel economy on that, you're looking at about uh, 18 in the city. And then, uh, what's it called? 18 in the city. And then highways 25. Right, so maybe not the most fuel efficient, but gets the job done. But the engine is a 3.7 liter V6, uh, 328 horsepower, premium. So a lot of fucking horsepower. Uh, it's almost in the same line. If, I don't know if you guys know the Nissan Skyline. The Skyline eventually became pretty much the Infinity, but with more uh, pizzazz. And it's an all-wheel drive. The X, the G37, the X version. So you can get a G35 real real, but if you get the X uh, trim, it is an all-wheel drive. So uh, my my dad had a G35, which is the predecessor, and it was rear-wheel. And it was the first time I drove in winter. And I pretty much was gunning it off a highway because I was like, yay, this is a fast car. And then I basically couldn't stop. So I almost went into oncoming traffic, but I didn't because I was able to somehow control it and use my uh, God-given uh, driving skills to stop that from happening. So yeah, I think um, I think uh, the G37 is if you want a little bit more pizzazz. Again, this could be your daily driver, but if you can't afford it as a beater, maybe maybe your daily driver or or your summer ride is a big fucking Hummer, and you're like, I need a fucking you know cheap little G37. Well, that's an option that you guys can consider as well. Um, the next car is a very it, this is probably the biggest sleeper in the vehicle community community you know when, when people think fast when people think reliable when people think uh yo that that speed demon they don't think about this car but it is i'm talking about the volvo the volvo xc90 uh station wagon uh i know station wagons aren't cool but you know what i've seen a lot of videos where these guys do a little bit of work on them do a little much, but even stock, they're a couple, they're, they're, they're beastly cars and they're also very reliable. I mean, they're made in Sweden. So you know how the Swedes are not German, but they're, they're, they, they get the job done too. And, uh, yeah, I mean, fuel economy, you're looking at 15 city, 21 highway. Uh, it's a 3.3.2 liter I six. So an inline six. At 235 horsepower, right? So not as not as powerful as the Infinity, but 
still gets a job done. Takes premium gas, you know, and uh, you're looking at an all-wheel drive. So basically, basically, again, it, you know, all four wheels are going to be independently turning. They listen. Uh, these vehicles are also from the land of, of, of snow and ice, uh, known as uh, is it Sweden? Yeah, it is Sweden. So you know, Nordic countries. This vehicle is all over that place. So they they they've designed the vehicle uh, to 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 handle those harsh weathers. So you can you can trust it. You know, put put a couple of ski uh, skis on top of the vehicle, and you know, Bob's your uncle. You're a you're a Nor Norwe- Norwegian uh, skier, right? But yeah, I, my my dad had a Volvo back in the day. They're reliable vehicles. You can load them up. Their engines are like tanks. Um, you know, they're, they're again, they're, they're beaters, but they're, they're going to be cheap in insurance too. Cause it's a fucking station wagon. No one's really stealing that shit too. So yeah, man, I think, I, I think if you want something a little bit different than your regular sedan, uh, I, I, I would go, I would go with the Volvo. I would, I would almost maybe argue, uh, the Volvo is the best station wagon of all time. I would, uh, there's a couple of contenders, but I, I, I would say Volvo is the king of station wagons. So that's something to consider. Uh, the next one is um, originally sold by an Australian man. Uh, I'm talking about the Subaru Outback. That was a callback to uh, to uh, fuck. Who, who, who am I doing again? Crocodile Dundee. Crocodile Dundee. Uh, the Australian guy used to do basically do a lot of ads for these guys. But the Subaru, which is a Japanese company. Uh, they, they, uh, they specialize in, in, in a lot of, uh, off-road vehicles like they're, so this is uh, originally I was going to maybe throw in like, uh, the sedan version, which is the Subaru, uh, um, the WRX, the Subaru Impreza. I was going to put the Subaru Impreza, which, which has, uh, been proven as an off-road vehicle. It's in many rally races, uh, the, it is a four. Uh, what do you call? It? Uh, yeah, it's an all-wheel drive. All their vehicles are all-wheel drive. They're designed for rough terrain and all this stuff. But I threw in the Outback because, again, it's a beater. So uh, the the Outback is going to be cheaper than the the the, the Impreza. It's going to be um, lower insurance because, again, four door. The Impreza is just more coveted. The the Outback is kind of that you know like. It's kind of like, you know what, we, I feel like people that drive the Outback are more mature couples. Maybe they have one or two dogs and, uh, you know, they, on the weekend, they like to go for, uh, long hikes out in, in one of the national forests. That's, that's kind of my, my vibe I get from Outback people. So uh, yeah, like I said, the, the, the vehicle itself is, uh, yeah, the other fuel economy, 22 in the city. Highway was 29, 2.5 liter H4. I forget what the H4 is. Oh, H is a different type. Uh, 170 horsepower all-wheel drive, right? So small engine, but pretty efficient. Takes regular gla- regular gas and all that stuff. Um, yeah, if I had to say, yeah, I mean, listen, it, for what, I, well, what I'm fitting, it, fit, it fits the, uh, that little area perfectly. So, uh, the next one I want to go into is, uh, uh, what's that called? Um, the bigger vehicle SUV. It's a mini SUV and I'm talking about the Nissan rogue. So the Nissan rogue, uh, has a fuel economy of 21 in the city, 
26 on the highway. Uh, it's a 2.5 liter I4 at 170 horsepower, and it's an all-wheel drive as well. And now I have, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I got random people just looking at me and doing weird shit. It's like, for some reason, I, I, I try to find like the most random parking lots ever. Like I, And this is like on a Tuesday night, fucking random. And all of a sudden, like literally like an empty parking lot, like an empty parking lot, like hard to get to. Nobody should be here. And for some reason, people just walked up. I think one person's learning how to drive in front of me. It's like, if you can't tell, it's sun's going down. I don't know what it is, man. Maybe it's my car. You know what it is? It's probably my car. Hold on. I'm just going to. Yeah. Oh, no. There we go. Yeah, it's probably my car. My car is just attracting people. So anyways, back to the Nissan Rogue. Uh, it's a it's a four-door uh, mini SUV. Not, a, not as big, not as heavy. Uh, again, you can find these for pretty cheap as well. Um, pretty efficient engine. All-wheel drive is a plus. Uh, in this range, again, there, there's a lot. In the SUV option, there's many on the market right now. But the Nissan Rogue is, I would say, the, the beater of the family because you know, obviously you can go into like the German versions, like the BMWs, the Mercedes, and then other, the Japanese versions too. Like there's the uh, one that's coming up that I'll talk about as well, but there's like, you know, uh, Toyotas and all that stuff gets the job done and all that. Um, but yeah, I think the Nissan Rogue, again, it's, it's a contender. Uh, the next one that's pretty much in the same vein, same family as... Uh, as uh, the Nissan Rogue is the Honda CRV. Again, it's another Honda, so you know the reliability is over there. Uh, the fuel economy on that, you're looking at about 21 uh, in the city. Uh, highways 27, 180 horsepower is a 2.4 liter. Let me just compare it to its baby brother. 2.4. Yeah, 2.4 liter I4. Yeah, the Civic was 1.8. I four, yeah, two point four liter I four, one hundred and eighty horsepower. This one is a four by four, so basically it has the option to either go two or four wheel, either front wheel drive or engage the two back. Or I think it's the other way around. I'm not too sure, but the CRV again, you're going to see them a lot on the road. Uh, they're they're very they're I don't know they're very boring cars, but like I said, when it comes to a beater, uh, the reliability is there. The power is just there so you can get yourself and the ability to because here's the thing when you when you're when you're able to activate the four by four, you can change it to two to save on gas. And then when you need it for those emergencies or those hard driving conditions, then you activate the four. So, yeah, man, I think I think I think that's something to. I think that's something to consider, you know, uh, the next one is I am going to be talking about is the. I don't know. I, I think one of the, one of the kings of off-road uh, companies. I'm talking about the Jeep Grand Cherokee. Uh, this one has a fuel economy of 15 in the city, 20 on the highway. It's a 3.7 liter V6, takes regular gas at 210 horsepower. Um, and this one's also a 4x4. Most Jeeps are 4x4. Now, I originally, a lot of people are probably wondering, why didn't you just go with a Wrangler? Right? Why did you go with just a Jeep Wrangler? That's because the Wrangler is higher in cost. The Wrangler is the premium version of these vehicles. 
the 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 even though you can get your, you can get yourself one cheaper but dude i was looking even like at a 2010 wrangler and i couldn't find one anything under like 10 grand like the 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 wranglers are very expensive man especially if you go with like the four-door versions right so look dude if you're gonna get yourself a jeep again like i said a beater jeep you go yourself with a grand jeep cherokee and uh yeah a grand jeep cherokee four by four a ton of horsepower gets the job done you know like again you can lift these babies up make them a little higher for, for you know whatever you want but the Grand Jeep Cherokee it has his listen the original Jeep was invented in thing in World War II to cross fucking battlefields so there's heritage between off-roading and and and, and you know traction and all that stuff so the the Cherokee I think is definitely a contender when it comes to being one of the best uh, winter beaters if you can get one at a cheap price now the thing is I know that, like I've been hearing some of them are prone to rust Jeeps do have, for whatever production reasons, they are prone to rust. So that's something to consider uh, when buying a Jeep. Check for rust. Actually, that's with all these vehicles. Check for rust. Again, if you can minimize it. I personally, for me, because my car is not only a daily driver, I drive it in the winter as well. I always I always rust-proof it uh, in winter. That's another tip. Rust-proof it uh, either in January. Basically, you want to rust-proof. He, he told me in two seasons. You don't want to you want to rust proof it during the cold seasons. Don't rust proof it in when in summer because the material that they use can just basically drip off and all that stuff. You want to rust proof it uh, before the wind, winter. So I tend to do it like in January because I mean, in, like I said, right now in December there's not much snow, but in January I'll go in, rust proof it, and basically whatever snow happens for that season gets buffed out. And I've been keeping the baby. I've been keeping the stand clean. And there's this fucking guy just doing fucking laps in this parking lot. Like, what the fuck? These people, man. Special, special people. And he's driving. What's he driving? Driving a Ford. Fuck, it's another Ford guy. I think it's a Ford Explorer. He's just doing laps. He's literally just doing laps. Anyways, anyways, special people doing special things. But I can't, I, I like, I can't. I'm fucking doing a podcast in a car in a, in in a way. Shame on me. Anyways, the last option I want to talk about is the Dodge Ram four x four. If you can get yourself a Hemi, that's the bigger engine. Do so. But I'm talking about just the regular uh, Dodge Ram 1500 four x four. The fuel economy on that is a uh, 13 city highway 18. So listen, it's a pickup truck. These aren't efficient babies. And then uh, you got yourself a 4.7 liter V8 uh, engine producing 310 horsepower. So again, let me just show you an example. Uh, the Dodge Ram 4.7 liter V8, 310. And then if you go to your to your Infiniti G37, which is a 3.7, so smaller liter V6 engine producing 328. So again, just because it's a bigger engine, it's not as not doesn't produce the same amount of power. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, it's, it's a four by four, as you know, Dodge Dodge pickups are right. So, yeah, like I said, the the Dodge, the Dodge pickup truck, it's obviously going to have weight. It's going to have the four by four option. Right. So that's the, the, the that's going to be great for off roading. Again, another another factor when it comes this guy's literally just doing fucking laps. Anyways, the good thing about the good thing about doing um, uh, pickup trucks is that they're higher off the ground. There's a lot of weight to them. So they're, they're going to stay on the ground. The only thing is, is that they're not as fuel efficient, right? Like if you're going to be using it as a daily driver, if you have long commutes, 
it's it's gonna it's gonna eat up on your gas bill, right? Luckily, most of them don't take premium gas; they just take regular. But again, the the, the trucks in general. I see. I was gonna throw up like you know options like uh, the Ford F one fifty and like uh, what's that shit called? The Ford F one fifty and Chevys, right? But I threw the Dodge there because you can get a couple more Dodges out there. They're a little bit cheaper out of all the trucks. GMC is a premium. Don't let that fool you. But you could also get some of those as, as a beater as well. Um, but yeah, I, I I threw I threw I threw that in there as an option for for the truck lovers out there, because you know all that stuff. And uh, let's see what else. What the fuck is this guy doing? This this guy's like fucking literally like like like. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's just driving in a parking lot. Like it's like and he's not and I maybe maybe he's learning how to drive. But he's like not even signaling. He's not. This is one of those fuckers. This is one of those fuckers that's going to end up on the road one day and like crash because he doesn't know how to drive because he learned how to do laps in a parking lot. That's who that fucker is right now. But anyways. OK, so those were the options for the for 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 um, for for the best winter uh, beater. Now, here's the thing uh, in terms of notable mentions. Again, you all the vehicles I have have contemporary. uh like you know, for instance, if you if you don't want to get a Honda, you can go Toyota, you can go um, uh, Mazda, you can go Nissan, right? If you don't want to Dodge, you can go Ford, you can go Chevy. If you don't want an Infinity, you can get the higher premium German vehicles like a Beamer. You yes, the Beamers are you can find a couple of beater Beamers, Mercedes, and all stuff. So basically, what I'm saying is. All these options, you can get similar cars within that range, depending on where you are. Maybe you're lucky you can find yourself a thing. But there's a couple of key factors, again, that you have to remember when it comes to them. One, cost. If it's a beater, it should be cheap. Don't don't spend an arm and a leg on something that's going to get beaten by the winners. You know. Uh, another thing, at the end of the day, no matter all whatever vehicle you drive, get fucking winter tires. They're an investment. Not only that, but here's the thing. If you have all seasons, they're not going to give you the same type of traction. Not only that, but they're going your all seasons are going to get beaten up more from using them year round as opposed to getting yourself a nice cool summer and a nice cool uh winter. You'll be here's the thing. I think all season if you went on them just straight out flat all year round, you're looking at maybe 5 years out of out, out of your all all seasons. Whereas if you just basically get a set of winters and a set of fucking summers, you can probably squeeze out a decade or more on both. So that's another thing to think. And that's another thing too, when it comes to driving, you, there is a difference between winter and summer. If you don't know, here's, here's, a, here's an example. Try wearing flip-flops and, and, and walking on a rink versus walking on boots. You tell me which one feel different. Now I know, I know that doesn't translate to cars, but you could always just try and drive your car on an ice rink too on summers and winters and see how that feels. But I don't know if you're about that life. So anyways, again, when it comes to the options cost, it has to be cheap. Uh, it has to have a, a fuel efficient engine. At the end of the day, it's not about showing off. It's not about the power. It's not about, it's just basically just enough so that if you are in trouble, it has enough juice to get you out of that trouble. But at the same time, you don't want it to be fucking, you know, gas guzzling your life. And then importantly, I think, yeah, the drivetrain is important. Again, rear wheels, again, I think if you're more experienced, you'll know how to handle it. Front wheel if you're a noob. Uh, but overall, I would say the all-wheel drive is a superior drivetrain for winter. So with all that considered, with all those options, um, I'm going to have to say, look, for me personally, 
I'd probably get myself a Grand Jeep Cherokee, right? Because I, I, I'd customize that bitch. I'd make them, you know, put a shocker up there, right? But uh, this guy's just fucking annoying as fuck. I'm going to start my engine and blow by him soon. But anyways, I, I, I would say uh, in terms of the parameters of a fuel-efficient car, cheap, dirty, and can get the job done, I'm going to have to say... The king, the king of the winter beaters is the Subaru Outback. The Subaru Outback. You know, it has a bit more kick than your your, your regular Hondas and Nissans. Um, but the engine is efficient. It's just enough power. And, dude, if, if you just Google Subaru Outback winter and you see some of these videos, these vi- these cars can get out of almost every situation. So, yeah, I think I think when it comes to... to uh, yeah, when I think when it comes to like uh, winter beaters, uh, it, something that you know you, you don't mind, you know it's gonna be cheap. Uh, I, I I think the Subaru Outback is your best option. Again, personal choice will have to come into it. Whatever you you know, maybe you're more comfortable with a truck. You want a bigger vehicle, or maybe you, you live in a small town. And you want like a little small little uh, uh, who, or maybe you live in fucking California and you don't even need snow or a winter beater. So. Either way, it's personal preference, but just so you know, if you want a winter beater and you want the best, uh, you're going to have to go with the uh, Subaru Outback. So anyways, that's that's how this podcast works. Thank you guys for checking for listening this long. If you've made it, I love you. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe uh, on all, wherever you listen to podcasts. Drop in my DMs, go on my Twitter, wherever it is. Engage. Uh, listen, if you want to suggest a topic, again, I'm I'm down. I could do a personal one. For you, you know, you know, whatever, whatever it is. So, yeah, best things in life pod on Instagram. I'm Kevin Amoki and uh, enjoy winter because it's here. It's enjoy winter. And if you're in a warm place, God bless you. Lucky fuck. Anyways, that's the best things in life podcast. I'm out. Goodbye.